You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact and I've got the Vegas Bad Boys here with me. It's good to see you fellas here and um, we're going to get right to it. Good old wrestling talk here. A lot of things happen, right? On Monday Night Raw. Are you guys finally out of the stage of, oh my God, it's so boring. It's same old, same old. I mean, we get John Cena kicks off. The yeah. Show, you know? Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> oh, like God. missionary. It's boring. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Same old thing. You know what, though? Yeah. Here's the thing. And, and you're going to say that it's boring. Same old thing. Blah, 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 blah. Well, the honest truth is, names some of the people who are better on the mic than he is. Right. Zero. That's Zero. not the point. That's not the point of my You, you make a, a valid point. I'm not going to take that away from you. But my point is, is exactly as when you get to talk about SmackDown, the words were said right out of what my brain was thinking. I want something new. Cena, give me something new. That's all I'm saying. Uh, sorry, he didn't bring out Nick Gage. <laughs> that would have been better than what we got on Raw. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. Um, what, what is your guys' take on Raw? Um, that was the uh, show after Money in the Bank, so you should expect it to be a pretty good show and some something exciting happened. Um, hmm. Why don't we just, let's just, just jump right to the, the Raw Women's Championship. What's your take on that? <laughs> Go ahead. Drop the ASH. Anybody shocked? Come on, don't, don't say you knew that was going to happen. Anybody? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes, we knew it was going to happen. Okay. No, I, no I, I said it right here on the show last week. Right after Money in the Bank, I said that Nikki Ash would be the first the first woman to lose her title opportunity, and clearly I was proven wrong. But I have the humility to be able to come out in here and say I was wrong. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I, kudos to WWE creative for proving me wrong. Um, but- I legit, I legit thought that they were going to just have her come out, cash in, and you know, get squashed, but it's awesome the way that everything panned out. I was completely on board with it. Great move by them. Yeah. Great. Just well executed. Absolutely. I knew, I knew it was going to happen from the start. How did you know? Simon I knew Street? it. The reason why is because for me, I felt that it was the best way to take the belt off of Rhea Ripley 
or make sure that Rhea Ripley didn't have it or Charlotte Flair had it. So that way you can kind of let them do what they got to do and then have. What? Yeah. <laughs> but Charlotte already won the belt the night before. I know before. she had the belt, but I'm saying the way it went down on Raw, the money, the money briefcase was cashed in. Now you have freaking Ash the Wonder, Wonder Woman, uh, you know, on there and shit. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like now you have somebody on there. You already know who, what, what kind of storyline she's going to be in with who? Alexa Bliss. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it just made sense. It just seemed like, you know, connect the fucking two dots. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, something but that we... I'm not going to lie, though. I will say this. I did not like how it finished. Come on. Top row, uh, uh, cross body. Hey, man, welcome back to the 80s, bro. Come on, for real? Like, like that's all it took? I didn't see Charlotte go through tables. I didn't see her box her own goddamn off the top rope. Some uh, like, backflip. I didn't see her get her ass wrecked. Wake the fuck up. I... But they already... See, that's the thing. That was the genius of it. They already set it up by Ripley taking her to that limit where she was already fucked up enough for Nikki to cash in. The interesting thing is I believe that last week I fucking threw a weird like off like you know they might even like put the belt on her or something just to throw her everywhere. Yeah, I think I said that and it's like so thank you uh Uncle Bruce and I hope everything's going okay. Uh <laughs> No, seriously, Bruce had apparently had a um, there's a family emergency that was going on, so sure. you know we just wish him the yeah. best. But um, yeah, if anyone's listening, and I'm sure some ears are, um, yeah, we'll 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 chalk that one up to us. Um, the interesting thing is now where that fits in. Um, you know, everyone kind of complains about them not making new you know, new stars, new waves. If you listen to uh, three count um, later on here, or uh, when we release it on Tuesday, um, one of the topics will revolve around the idea that the WWE is not necessarily creating new stars. Um, this is an opportunity. Um, they're giving her her last shot. I, that's, I truly believe that um, it's ironic as fuck that once again, you release her husband yep. and now you put the belt on her so it's it's strange things going on and by the way selena go selena was brought back her husband gets canned they bring her back <laughs> and now she's just jobbing out <laughs> right away but so. but she gets to dress up in cosplay all the time which she didn't get to do last time <laughs> and she gets to keep her channel where she cosplays on that as well Exactly. So I think, you know, sometimes we overanalyze this shit. And um, the truth is, is that, hey, man, it's fucking wrestling. It's why not throw it, throw it on Nikki? Because if you look at the stream of women have had the championship, we got Ripley, we got Charlotte, we got Bailey, we got Sasha, we got um, Becky and we got uh, Bianca who, you know, threw a little flair into that. So through, through, a little something new here. Um, why not? We'll see. At least 
they gave her Ash and not S H I T, the superhero in training, like they did with Rosie. <laughs> with Rosie. Yeah, Rosie, I remember that. <laughs> right. Now, do you know, did did you guys know that obviously we witnessed history with that episode of Raw? Obviously, seeing Charlotte dropping the championship, but Charlotte actually lost four championships in one night. I don't know if you guys were aware of this. Previous to previous to that episode of Raw, they were introducing Charlotte as being a 14-time women's champion. She loses the Raw Women's Championship on the episode, but then they refer to her as an 11-time champion. So now they're not counting her <laughs> NXT championship reigns Damn. either. Damn. So there you go. Well, that's you know what? Because Vince was backstage listening going, I don't remember her winning that. What what else? What other belts did she have? NXT. What? A what? What, what the is fuck's NXT? that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what? He, he here's one of the biggest things that we probably should talk about with regards to Monday Night Raw. What is the number one thing everybody's talking about with regards to someone losing their first match ever? You know, it's the elephant in the big room. They've already the Jade in the chat already talked about. Why do you think Cross lost his first match on Raw? Mazel, I mean, what's everybody's opinion? Well, why don't you tell us what your opinion is, being that we uh, we we started this topic? Tell us why you feel that he lost, or what, what where you think they're going with that? To be completely honest with you, uh, him losing. There has to be something to it. It can't just be a, you know, because you came up to NXT. I, I don't even think that uh, Vince McMahon in creative is that dense in the head, you know, to drop that. But I do think it's what the reaction is going to be for the following Monday, which is going to be the telling story. That's just my opinion. I was not totally upset by it. I was kind of scratching my head with a question. I'm like, what the fuck? But, um, I hope that they make good use of what the fuck happened because, you know, a lot of there were a lot of people that was upset. And okay. Before you jump in, ma'am, just hold that thought. Okay. There are a lot of people responding. By the way, thank you. If, you. if you're watching us on Facebook Live, feel free to throw your comments in and we will get them in as we see fit. Just a, a couple right quick, uh, Matt, before you go. Chris says, hey, Vince yeah. wants to bury NXT, period. That's very interesting. Uh and Sean says, hey, Sean said, I looked at it as the beginning to the story. He has been an unbeatable monster for his career. For those of us in Vegas, it's a storyline we wanted to get him to SummerSlam at home. Um, so, yep. yeah. So that, that's a couple of comments and more people are uh, commenting. And thank you, Sin City, for letting every, responding to everybody. Matt Michaels, what's your take, man? So this is what I think you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to set up that match for him to be able to have a match on SummerSlam in his home city. All right, everyone's looking at, at this as, an, as a negative. The the truth, well, and and by the way, news just broke that apparently, allegedly, <laughs> and WWE has not commented on this yet. Okay, but Jeff Hardy has tested positive for COVID. So we're probably not going to find out where this is going necessarily within the next uh, two weeks or so. 
Um, so that that will bring us closer to SummerSlam. And I think what you're going to see is you're going to see uh, Cross come and wrestle Hardy at SummerSlam. Then Cross is going to get on a plane, fly to Orlando, defend the NXT title that night against Joe, lose the title. He has an excuse that he had no sleep between flying from Vegas, going there, doing this, doing that. It's a way to basically have that match, have it at the takeover, and potentially have Cross drop the title without it being legit. Again, that's what we're going to keep saying about his losses. He isn't losing legitimately. Hardy, the white meat baby fucking face, cheated against Cross. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that shit too. Yeah. So now, obviously, you know, conspiracy theories abound. Um, one thing that I read on the internet that I, 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 I laughed extremely. Uh, just I laughed for a long time. Let's just put it that way. There are some people that are insinuating that Vince had Cross lose the match to uh, serve as a bit of punishment because he's the NXT champion during the time in which they lost the Wednesday Night War to AEW. What? <laughs> well, what? But he technically wasn't because he I know. was most of it injured, right? Yeah. I know. It's, it's like, what the fuck is... That's that's what we're dealing with that's a on stretch. the internet. That that, that that is such a fucking stretch. Yeah, and 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 here's here's the one thing that I think that the um, the people who want to make this a big deal kind of miss the point. I don't care if he had the fucking AEW title and showed up on Vince's show. Vince has a plan, and the reason he has a plan is: Have you seen Cross's body? Yeah. Do you see his promos? <laughs> right. This is Vince's next fucking movie star. Probably the you last guy. It's the last guy he's going to be able to make a legitimate superstar before yep. Vince is gone. So, yep. or before his consciousness is uploaded into a computer server network to live on forever <laughs> and run WWE from the Ethernet. Oh. Don't you don't you speak that into the universe, please? You watch, he's gonna now do that, that. Now that shit's gonna happen, gonna and I'm gonna blame shit. you. Vince will live forever and laugh all the fucking way. Uh, his head will find its way to the uh, place they're keeping Walt Disney and Hitler's brains alive. So there you go. He'll be the real version of Modoc. Anyways, um, I agree with you, Michaels, hundred percent. Uh. Cross is jackpot, 100%. And um, Vince knows it. He smells it. He sees it. And, and, you know, as I'll state later on when we get to NXT, another great promo. You know, he, he's got it. He's got that it factor. And like I said before, they know it. Well, gotcha, elsewhere, gotcha. On, uh, elsewhere on Raw, can we talk about the other the – other elephant in the room let's do the it. fact that you bring back keith lee oh you just call keith lee an elephant no stop this lee got steamrolled <laughs> like he didn't even know how to but wrestle. no like what the fuck dude's been out for eight months you bring him back and he got destroyed yep. by lashley yep 
Bad like too. you, you, you could have put anybody else in that position against Lashley. You could have put Keith Lee against anybody else on the roster. Why they chose to do that? Just that one defied logic for me. Now, if you want to talk punishments, <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's, That's more of a, a punishment. Um, and you know, it was his hometown too, right? Yeah, it was, it was his hometown. hometown. But but mm-hmm. then again, keep in mind, WWE always has a way yeah. of you know squashing ta- uh, talent in their hometown. This is just the latest occurrence. Instant heat. It's just instant heat. They know it. Yeah. Worse. Go, Go ahead. ahead. You're probably going to say the same thing I'm saying. What makes it the worst is who comes out after. I wasn't going to say that, but go ahead and finish that thought. <laughs> Freaking Goldberg? Really? <sighs> Goldberg? I mean, we knew he was going to come. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not act like we were surprised, but uh, I'll just say it. Oh, okay. Anyways, I've said what I had to say. Let's move well, on. Well, if, if you think about it, um, if you think about it, um, the uh, the idea is um, you have to make Bobby Lashley look like he's really strong, you know, and that's what they're trying to uh, to do right now is to um, is to make him stronger, you know, presence wise, and um, that's what I think is. Uh, you know, the, the, the end game here is you have a draw name. Okay. That honestly, Steve, you like to point out the fact that their demographic doesn't draw the same numbers that AEW does in the, the young demographic. So therefore you actually have someone who is playing towards the WWE's demographic. So that's, that would make the sense of why it's done. Um, you put it, you know, it would be great if he beats Lashley. That would be fucking amazing. I would love to see Raider Stadium, the brand new facility, burned down. <laughs> no, That'd be amazing. We we come on now. The the script writes itself. You have these two guys beat the hell out of each other. Uh-huh. Lashley retains. Biggie cashes in. Mm-hmm. He wins the championship, and he closes. He he closes that hour of the show because he's not gonna sh- he's not gonna close the the show, but he's gonna close whatever hour of show that he's on. So right. He feel good and, moment. Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how you said making Lashley look strong. My question is, making Lashley look strong for what? For who? E. And, no offense to Big E. Big E will be the shit in the next two years. I'm just saying along the lines of building up a Bobby Lashley for a Big E. But right now, it seems more, more evident to me, and I don't know if the rumors are true or whatever. Mm-hmm. I still want to see uh, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. Well, and that could be... That might be WrestleMania, maybe, right? Well, hmm. so what we could... Well, see, that's the problem. The problem is, though... Is that no? Let's let's keep in mind one thing. Big E won the contract now, right? Right. So he has until July of next year. So that could actually end up being your WrestleMania match where you have brought Lesnar versus Lashley. That part. That part. And then Big E capitalizes on that. However, I I think that if you don't have Big E cash in at SummerSlam. 
you basically either have Lesnar's music hit and have him come out and kind of stare down Lashley, or you do it kind of UFC style, have him sitting in the front row watching the match, <laughs> eating some popcorn, and then, you know, have Lashley point him out afterwards and, you know, and uh, have Lesnar laugh and eat some popcorn. And Bruce, Bruce, again, I really hope everything's going well with the family. But if you are listening to this, please use that idea. If I see Brock Lesnar eating popcorn in the front row at SummerSlam, I know that <laughs> you're feeling me. Right. You still ain't getting no damn check. So what you worried about? <laughs> All right, you guys have anything else on Raw that uh, caught your attention that we got to talk about before we move over to NXT? That's it. All right, all right. Let's move over then to NXT. What's been going on over there, Simon Street? Uh, a lot of stuff's been happening with NXT. Obviously, you know, the fallout of what happened the week prior with, uh, you know, Mr. Cross, NXT champion, mm-hmm. choking out Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe patiently throughout the whole goddamn show he he looked like how everybody else was impatiently waiting for their stimulus check he was every time they went back i was just laughing because he and the funny thing is my daughter's watching this with me she said why is he breathing hard i said because he pissed off he won't whoop somebody ass so uh <laughs> you know that was kind of going on i mean obviously some stuff of the show that i really what i'm really finding interesting is really entertaining me is the continuation of la night Literally just, 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 just literally wiping his ass with Cameron Grimes. It's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. I thought that last week was 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 entertaining. This week was even more entertaining. Um, you know, other things that's funny too that NXT is doing a lot, a lot of stuff that's going on um, with the way uh, the family meeting that happened. Uh, they even put like um, you know uh, what you call it. Uh, Indy put on her on her Instagram and she paused it just right. She said, you know, if he wants to kiss Dex, if he wants to kiss Loomis, then he, he, he can kiss Loomis. And he goes, what? And just kept replaying. I was bust out laughing because, I mean, it's these little things that NXT is doing that, that is exciting because you got action. You got matches up that's going on. You got the issue between uh, Legato Fantasma and his group and then with, uh, you know, I was going to say Murder, Inc., uh, with hit row and it, it's it, it's good though it's good and and you know it, it's a lot of action but they're putting it in there to where like you get sprinkles of humor and, and again nxt is just operating really really good but what i really do like is uh is one particular is the uh the tournament that's going on with uh I'll make sure i said the name correctly because i did fuck it up last week um with the uh the breakout tournament because i called it tournament breakout breakout tournament we got to see uh, Odyssey Jones versus uh, Andre Chase. Now, I wasn't familiar with Andre Chase at all. Um, they did mention, I guess, he uh, did wrestle in New Japan. Were you familiar with him since he's Steve, outside of all that? Because I've never heard of him. No. He no, came he, out he, he probably He probably worked prelims and, and did he? Okay. that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I was, I was unfamiliar with him. But, I mean, he, he came out, and I'm not going to lie, because they did a promo before with, with both of them, and I was more looking at Odyssey Jones. Big, big dude. Big-ass dude. Um, basically, he looked like shades of sexual chocolate Mark Henry back in the day. Like, for real. Like, like for real. Um, their match was really good, and surprisingly enough, Andre Chase 
had the goods. I mean, he he looked really, really good in the ring. And I was just like, I'm liking this breakout tournament this year. So far, it's what the second match. It was very entertaining. A lot of the new talent was probably, I'm not going to lie, it looked like they kind of botched a little bit on the outside. Uh, Andre Chase had, had launched himself outside of the ring. Um, Odyssey grabbed him, but he almost like he was falling on his neck. I was like, He oh, dropped him on his fucking head, dude. Yeah, he did. No, 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 I, I think he turned his head in, tucked his head in just barely. But it looked like he hit him right on his head. Anyways, on the outside, so that was a scary moment. He's out. I'm pretty sure he's okay. Um, but anyways, Andre went, went in the match. I liked how he was, again, a big man, but was very athletic. Very athletic. We'll see where both of them go. I mean, I'm like I said, excited. Another cool thing was, was Zia Lee and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, already, we already knew it was going to happen. Uh, we already knew it was going to happen. But did you see the move that Raquel did off the top rope? It was like a uh, – she was doing like a body – and she twisted her body last minute and pulled all of her weight on her back. She needs to put that in her repertoire. I, I think that's the first time she did that move. You're yeah. talking about the final move that she ended up – That she injured Zia Lee with? Injured Zia Yes, move. use that move and injure everybody. <laughs> yeah, because that you're, you're talking about a, a near mishap, and, um, boy, she, she came down so hard to the point where, you know, Raquel <laughs> – she had to sell her injury. Yeah, because so she's that on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zaya Zaya might be missing some time. Um, hopefully, she's not injured that bad. But uh, it's a great move. There's no it doubt. Looked about it. It, it looked amazing. It looked amazing. They should have just let her get the pinfall after that move, honestly, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, work that into her move set. It, it looked great, honestly. I would say definitely as a signature uh, to to build up because she does her one um, one arm basically modified slam, you know, over her shoulders. I don't know what the official name is, but I'm saying like that. That go ahead. The only problem with it is that the potential of more uh, of the women's division getting hurt is very possible, and that's just because Raquel is a big woman and and not you know she is solid fucking a lot know. of muscles on that back oh, oh it's amazing a lot of muscles she so can good. crunch she can crunch like a walnut i swear in the small of her back she got so many muscles and, and by the way um if uh if anyone doesn't know out there um NXT had it taped the next couple of weeks because of the fact that the Olympics are going on. So um, try, if you don't like spoilers, try avoiding the uh, the dirt sheets and the internet for uh, two weeks or so um, because uh, there are some storylines that are being given away right now out there and uh, we're not going to give them away. Um, but, um, you know, just be aware of that. Nice. Definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah. The only thing that I will, uh, no, the only thing I will tell you is obviously the ending. I mean, I think that's what we all kind of want to talk about. You know what happened with Cross. I mean, obviously, right at the end of the show, because as, as the women got done with their match, I'm like, okay, what's the conclusion with Joe? All right, I'm seeing the time bar, and there's only like literally seven minutes. The fuck's going on? And then finally. Uh, you know, Cross comes out, you know, obviously said his spiel and everything. I was wondering why Joe was running out a little quickly uh, before he finished and everything. But, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, Cross says I can be where I want, when I want. So that makes me to believe we'll probably see Joe on another show, which is cool. 
obviously Raw sets up to boost more viewership on Tuesday for NXT. That just seems like the logical choice. Super happy about it. Regal got hurt. That means Joe can do what the fuck you want. <laughs> I'm a Joe fan, so I'm with it. I am with it. Oh, yeah. All right, awesome. Anything else on NXT before we move over to AE dubs? All right. No, just be on just be on the lookout for uh the um again the the uh, the Swerve Scott and uh, and uh, uh whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I don't want to call him Andrade. Oh, wow. Santos oh, Escobar. Oh, yeah. Escobar, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he might be the new North American champion when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um they definitely want to move him up, I feel. And and, and you know, shout out and Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna put your name on this because when we started this podcast, there's one thing you said that I didn't I didn't bag on you quickly. I like when you always said it's good when you have contrasting styles and they do it well and they come together. And when you saw that promo between Hit Row and uh, Lagarda, two different type of promos, two different type of styles mashing together, and it all blended really perfectly together. You know, it it, it was really the the one of the best. Uh, you know, segments, I would say, with those two. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Twerve and, uh, you know, uh, in Escobar. That's going to be a good, yeah. good match. Mm-hmm. So, yes. All right, cool, man. Well, let's jump over to uh, Wednesday night, man. What's going on over there, Sin City, with A-Dubs? Well, uh, so AEW got things off and running uh, with a uh, a match that was severely helped by the crowd. And uh, I'm talking about the first labor of Jericho, Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. And uh, the gimmick behind this was that Sean Spears could use a steel chair. Chris Jericho could not. Um, so obviously they're they're just setting this up for the, uh, the eventual match with MJF. Um, typically, AEW fires out of the gates pretty quick and has a, a really hot match to to kind of get things going. Generally that hot match involves um, a lot of spots and, you know, some guys just doing some crazy, crazy things. Um, and this week it was a little bit of a departure. Um, this week you had a decent match. Um, I think that it's pretty safe to say that Chris Jericho is not the, uh, not the best worker in the world, nor does he hold a candle to what he has had uh, has done in the past? But the fact is, he is just so over with the crowd that he, if if they would have had the Daily's Place crowd, uh, or you know, heaven forbid, if if they wouldn't have had a crowd there at all, I think that this match really would have suffered. But Jericho was able to feed on the intensity of the crowd. The crowd loved him. He did everything that he could to involve the crowd in this match. And um, yeah, it, it was, it was, a, it was a good match. And it was, it, like I said, it really could have gone left. It really could have just been, you know, bad, but um, Steve, these guys, Steve, it was setting up that big announcement for that second phase, which is I, Jericho I'm, I'm versus there. Jericho versus the cardboard boxes and concrete. 
from the uh, fall from the cage. So I'm ready to see him <laughs> <get> his revenge. <laughs> so now, obviously, at the end of the match, um, MJF was on commentary for this match as well. That's that's huge in itself. MJF, anytime that he can cut a promo or be on commentary, is a very good thing. Can I? Uh, this was no exception. Can I have you pause yeah, right there? MJF, and I quote, says, what do you call a hot girl in Texas? A tourist. <laughs> I love that line. That, is... <laughs> that was Not great. Not far from the truth. Not too far from the truth. <laughs> Dude, he, I'm telling you, man, he's he is absolute gold. He is. He is absolute he is. gold. He is. That was fire. I was like, no, he didn't. Everybody does. Better, better pay him real, real well. Like, whatever he wants, give it to him oh, yeah. for the next oh. seven, eight years. Because I'm telling you right now, if Vince is still alive and he can grab him, he'll do it. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, obviously, uh, Chris Jericho picks up the win, uh, hitting the Judas effect. And after the match... It was announced that next week in the second labor of Jericho, it will be Chris Jericho, not versus a member of the pinnacle, but versus a man who robbed a bank without a mask <laughs> versus a man who stabbed his opponent in the jugular and a man who literally died in a fucking death match and was resuscitated and wanted to go back out and resume the match. Nick fucking gauge who incidentally just lost his GCW World Heavyweight Championship to uh, Matt fucking Cardona. Oh, yes. Wow. The woo-woo-woo <laughs> guy. Woo-woo-woo. Um, and by the way, if you haven't seen any of the clips or Matt, the footage, dude, absolutely nuclear heat. Absolutely nuclear heat. Here's Zack Ryder, a guy comes into GCW, complete outsider, first night in the company, is the antithesis of everything that, that Game Changer Wrestling is for a lot of those fans, and he walks out with their fucking championship. Now, Matt Cardona went through glass, went through blight tubes being etched into his face, buckets of blood, the whole deal. Now, why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing this up because if you're not familiar with Nick Gage, obviously oh, he's not going to be able to do all of this shit, but... He did show up with a pizza cutter in his hand, and uh, we'll see just how far they want to test the limits of TNT's programming next week <laughs> as Nick Gage goes against Chris Jericho. Well, Javon yeah. in, the, in the chat said that Chris will win. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we know that. Oh, we, we know that. But oh, but, dude, but seriously, but, dude, but if if you really want to go back and listen to the reaction. And yeah. the reaction is exactly how it should have been. Who the fuck is this guy? And the people who pop for him are the people who hate everything anyway. So that's going to be the wow. problem. If if they're if they're putting him under contract, they're good luck. You you no, are dude. pissing your money away. No, bro. It, it, it's it's going to be a one and done. Really? It's definitely like you it, said. He just dropped that title. No. No. It's going to be a one and done. Maybe maybe we see him show up on uh, Impact. Oh, Lord. Hey, 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 to, hey, hey. Well, hey, I'm just saying, you know, now that, that – uh, who is it? 
what's that guy's name who won the the GCW title? Matt Cardona. Hey, stop it! You know his Matt. Me, we, ah, ah, there you go. <sighs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Good call, Michaels. Coming soon to the Impact Zone, Nick fucking Gage. Hey, and and that pizza cutter is a call to last week's pay-per-view when the pizza cutter was used on Kenny Omega. So Impact has already used a fucking pizza cutter, so why not? Connect the dots. Oh, boy. There we go. MDK all day, right? Get used to it, Impact. I guess so. Uh, anyway, um, elsewhere on the show, we had a, uh, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, AEW women's title match. Now I, I usually parrot how Britt Baker is amazing in the ring and how she's done extremely great things. This match was pretty clunky in spots. It did what it needed to do in telling the story. Now, the one thing that I that I loved with this match was near the end, they did pull the old Eddie Guerrero spot. Now, what made this one different was, of all people, to be on the ring apron when it happened, Eddie's widow, Vicky. And so when, when the, the spot happened, Vicky just says, no, I've seen this shit before. For, you're not going to do this so she distracts the ref won't let him turn around and it gets flipped back around so that was that was that was pretty solid there um now in uh in, what i'm reading and what i've heard uh is that during this match possibly one of the reasons why uh this wasn't a great showing is because Britt baker fractured her wrist wow so um a little bit a, that that would explain quite a bit, honestly. Um, nonetheless, uh, Baker did get the submission victory with the lockjaw, um, and I did find it funny as well. Baker has her locked in the lockjaw. Both of Nyla Rose's arms are incapacitated. Her her mouth is being opened, so she can't really speak. She's nodding her head, trying to submit, trying to tap out both of her arms are incapacitated. So she's sitting there for 10, 15 seconds trying to submit, but there's no way she could. And then finally the ref picks up on what's going on and she finally calls for the bell. So that's, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome there. Um, elsewhere on the show, um, as if there wasn't enough former wrestlers, legends, if you will, to act as uh, handlers or managers or coaches or whatever sort of um, whatever sort of vernacular that you want to call them, um, Andrade has a new mouthpiece, sure and does. that new mouthpiece is Chavo Guerrero <laughs> Jr. So yeah. I guess we're uh, we're keeping it in the family. Um, I, I actually I thought that this was really good. Because largely Vicky is looked at as a bit of a comedy figure. If you're wanting to take Andrade seriously, you can't have him being managed or, or handled by somebody who has that kind of a distinction. Yep. Um, they've 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 done pretty well with Nyla 
and Vicky only because there's such a huge stark contrast between the two characters. Um, well, but, they're also, but Steve, they're also not building Nyla legitimately. Correct. You know, correct. that's that's what it comes down to. If you want Andrade to get over, and we've said this the whole time, he's got to speak English. He can't speak English, so therefore find someone who can. Right. And quite frankly, Chavo looked like a million bucks. Dude, dude looked awesome. So, um, of course, you know, he gets into it and uh, calls out the death triangle. Uh, so you have the Lucha Bros and Pac that come out. And I might have been the only one, but I can see, I, I could probably see this coming from a mile away. What's going to end up happening is you're going to have the Lucha Bros turning on Pac, possibly at the pay-per-view, whatever mm-hmm. the situation is, but they're building a, a new LWO type stable uh, for lack of a better term. And I, I'm I'm all for it. I think that having Andrade with the Lucha Bros, um, with uh, Alex Abrahantes and Chavo as mouthpieces, it, that's that's fine. Um, I don't have any problems with that whatsoever. They'll um, be plus, kind of uh, they'll be kind of unstoppable as a group, wouldn't they? Dude, I I don't know why the Lucha Bros have not had a an AEW Tag Team Championship run already. Yeah, or at that least, part. yeah, I, I I don't get it. I uh, they've they've had the belts on the bucks and SCU for the entire, the entire time. Um, and you know, you can say what you will about the bucks because we've talked about EVPs holding championships, but another thing to keep in mind is they also had those titles on SCU for a fair amount of time as well. So I, I really would love to see whether it's, you know, obviously proud and powerful are doing their thing with FTR. Um, but I would love to see the Lucha Bros take those championships. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. it's right. uh, yeah. Anyway, um, also um, our main event though. Yes, the main event was was we we need to talk about that because this match was fucking awesome, and I I was all for it. Uh, John Moxley defending the IWGP United States Championship against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Yep. Boy, Archer comes out to the ring with two kendo sticks. These guys used weapons on top of weapons. I mean, they, they used a fork. They used tables. They used barbed wire panels. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty fucking hardcore, and again I know I know Michaels I'm going to preemptively get you on this. You're going to mention oh well here's more bloodletting from AEW, but I I think that realistically speaking this this was a blood feud. They the the precedent was set when Archer lost the championship to mm-hmm. Moxley in a Texas death match. So in essence. This is Archer getting his win back in a match that Moxley is, I don't want to say known for, but, but, but almost playing almost playing to fine. Moxley's strengths. Sure, and that's and that's fine. The problem is, is that now this coming week, we have Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho, same fucking match. That's their problem. Hey, guess what? Save it for a fucking pay-per-view, even, you know. But don't continuously give it week after week because you know what's going to eventually happen? It's going to catch up with them. 
And people then are going to stop watching because now it's not violent enough. Do you guys remember the Attitude Era? Yep. It's exactly yep. what happened. Yep. I'm not going to lie. Like, I do agree with that and that, that perspective because that was the one match of AEW that I really did pay closely attention to. And I was thinking this should have been on a pay-per-view. Yeah. Because it was that good of a match. Completely. Now, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, of course, this allows Moxley to take some time off to, uh, you know, spend some time with Renee and, and his daughter. So... Not I'll, if they're blown away here in this wind. <laughs> hey, man, hey, you never hey, know. Just, just to let everyone know who's watching, if you do lose us, uh, it is like fucking monsoon yeah. going on. It is literally thunder and lightning out here where I'm at. Yeah, right on cue, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Um, anyway, Archer picks up the the win in a in a bloody brawl in about 14 minutes after choke slamming John Moxley off of the ring apron through two tables with two barbed wire panels on top of those tables, and Moxley could not answer the ten count. So Lance Archer, your new IWGP United States Champion. And immediately, right on cue, uh, they cut away to him earlier on in the night um, that obviously he's going to be the number one contender for this championship. But uh, the Bullet Club's Hikuleo will uh, be going against Lance Archer for the U.S. championship. Um, You almost have to wonder if they're just using Archer as a transitional champion for a week because you you have Hikuleo, um, who showed up and the announcers made made mention of the fact that he is about three to four inches taller than than Archer, who's about six eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's bigger, um, he's younger, and uh, they really put Hikuleo over as someone that could you know end the reign of Lance Archer already. So we'll see what happens, but um, I think that. Uh, I think that that was a very, very solid end to a very solid episode of Dynamite. And uh, kudos to these guys. Um, you know, we, we briefly touch on numbers. Uh, this week, AEW, uh, 1.15 million viewers, and every single segment on the show had more than a million eyes on it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, Sin City. And, uh, you know, and I knew that was going to be the case. I mean, come on. I, I, the only thing that AEW was missing during the pandemic was its its audience. Once that audience come into play, it's, you know, they're they're back on it. They're, they, all that 600 and 700,000, it, it, they, I, I guess in many ways, and maybe you could say the same for a lot of the other wrestling promotions, but I know specifically for AEW, they're just the fans are connected to the sh- to the live events of the show. So with that happening, it brings them out, it gets them excited. All the towns that they're coming to, getting excited, getting the tickets. Now they're they're watching again. It's not a big shock. I kind of knew exactly that was going to happen when we were looking at those numbers. And again, that might be the same for uh, WWE as well. But um, I, I definitely knew that was going to be the case for AEW. So you know, good for them. Good for them, um, and and what they're doing. And overall, I thought that the show was uh, was was pretty decent. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, I was I was scratching my head a little bit watching you know Orange Cassidy and 
Sting do their gimmick outside the ring. But I say, you know what? That's an AEW thing. So <laughs> Bro, let's move I, over. <laughs> I, I was waiting on someone to say something. I, you, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't find any fun whatsoever in that. I. I just. The, the, I, the, I just shook my head. Like, man, I guess. Like, I. I. That's. It, it takes. It takes. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. It's the only good work Steen's done since 1997. <laughs> wow. Man, that's harsh. I, I, I did, I did find that spot funny, though, because Sting was the one that initiated it with Orange Cassidy. Right. He was the right. one that threw the first kick. Sure. So, and then, yeah. of course, the yeah. was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. I thought it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's move over to but remember, uh, that's that's the that's the real wrestling fan show <laughs> is a so just saying it's not sports entertainment it's real wrestling <laughs> hey let's move over to real wrestling now over to impact wrestling uh oh wow you say so <laughs> for real leave me alone the real place where uh you can't even hold on to any belts well, anyways we're going to eventually give get them back. Just give us a year. Okay. So, um, <laughs> coming after Slammiversary, uh, this is great. They, they start the show with Rohit and Chris Bay. Man, you got to love. any Anytime you hear any of the guys from the X Division, you've just got to know you're going to get a good match. Okay? And let me tell you guys, Rohit, I mean, he's been on another level just since his whole uh, breakup with his tag team partner, and he's been solo. He's just been on a whole nother level. And DJ, DJ, yes, sir. Give yourself the credit. He's been on a tear since he was on the Vegas Bad Boys podcast. Uh, you know what? Good point. Good point. It's very true. If you guys can uh, go find that uh, that interview when we interview uh, Rohit, yes, absolutely. And uh, he's doing exactly what he said he would do, and he's 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 showing out, and I'm enjoying uh, watching him. But anyway, after that match. You know, Chris Bay hanging out in his um, his his locker room, and uh, hey, he happens to be a uh, Bullet Club shirt. Whose shirt is this? Who left this shirt in here? I didn't. I didn't. Bring, hmm. I didn't wear that shirt. You know. So eventually, <laughs> right? Eventually, he runs into the man. Now I'm gonna be honest. I told you guys last week. I don't know a lot about Jay White, but one thing I will tell you. From what I've seen the last two times now that I've seen him on TV, I'm becoming a fan. I'm just going to say that already. I haven't seen this guy wrestle yet. It's just his promos. It's just his pro- What? You, what, you have a problem with me saying that? No, I'm just like, you're becoming a fan and he hasn't done anything. Okay, I just, all right. I just, I, 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 right. I just said I haven't seen him wrestle, but it's promo. Listen. If a person's good enough, if their promos are good enough to sell you just on that, you know, that's telling you something right there. Now, if he gets in a ring and I go, what, the, what is this? <laughs> then I, there's going to there's gonna be some conf- some confusion there. But um, but just just on his promo. You, you bought three Bullet Club shirts, didn't you? <laughs> Not yet, but they might be on the way. Uh, but he did. He did run into Chris Bay and say, hey, man, hey, I need you to join join us and uh you know chris bay was like look i I walk alone and uh you know i could do good on myself and jay had to remind him how has that been going for him as of lately because bay is not 
the X Division title holder. So um, he left something for Chris to think about. But when um, but when um, Jay White came to the to the ring later on during the show, uh, he said that he he wanted to confront the 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 the, the, the this person the most. Okay, this person the most, and 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 this is coming out of Slammiversary, and I'm here to confront him right now. And and I thought he was about to say, all right, he's about to go ahead and call Kenny Omega out. But he calls David Finley. That's who he uh, called out. And apparently, you know, Matt, you shake your head. Sin City, I know, is doing some extra stuff, but I know Sin City knows the relationship between these two, which is almost making me want to go find the old matches because you can almost tell that there had to be a New great Japan match world, between, <laughs> between New these Japan two. world. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they're going to have their moment um, August 14th at New Japan Resurgence. The match is going to happen again. Is this going to be part two, Sin City? Do you know? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah, part two. So I gotta find part one. But he calls him out and uh, you know, says, Hey, this is what it's about. On the other hand, though, we gotta talk about he said, Who is Bullet Club truest fans? And of course, while the audience, the small audience, and they're saying, We are your true fans, he said, No, you ain't the true fans of Bullet Club. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are the true fans. He also threw out this shade out there to Good Brothers. He said that they're only relevant when they tie their names to the Bullet Club. Damn. <laughs> okay. Think about that, Good Brothers. Think about it. Um, nevertheless, this eventually called out uh, 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 Omega to the ring with Don Callis and, you know, Don Callis pretty much told him that, you know, he's welcome to join the elite. And, of course, Jay White just laughs at that because he had just previously denied their uh, applications to being a part of the Bullet Club. Apparently what this is becoming is the old Bullet Club versus the new Bullet Club. That's the way it's coming. Matt Michaels is not feeling it. He's shaking his head right now. Um and because because you're you're talking about something that the fan base who you barely have might know something about. You don't have a champion. <laughs> you're you're relying on New Japan talent. What the fuck is Impact there for now? Just get rid of it. Impact Blow is it a up. staging ground. It's a staging ground for everything that is not included in their titles. Well, I will say this. Um if it, the the whole AEW and Impact collab, as far as I'm concerned, has been trash. But, and sorry, you're going to hear all these types of noises because the emergency uh, broadcast is sending out, get the hell out, there's a storm coming, you know. So, sorry for all the noises. Get the hell out of Kansas. <laughs> get the hell out of Kansas. Yeah. Um, Grab your toto. But nevertheless, uh. You know what I think they are doing. Wait, with, uh, huh? question. Yeah. Simon Street, did you just say Cracker Dojo? What did you say? I said grab your. I said get the hell out Cracker of Kansas. Dojo. Grab, 
Crab, grab your toto. Oh, grab your toe. I thought you were calling Dorothy a cracker. Well, I mean, oh, my Lord. sometimes you got to call Beaver a beaver. Gansas. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say that I, I think that at least the Impact collab with New Japan, to me, seems to be going a little bit more successful than what's happening with, with AEW. Um, I... They're just doing the same. They, they, well, I they've infused it right into Kenny Omega and and fucking uh, the Bullet Club, they're, they're the Good Brothers or whatever. So they're teasing Chris good. Bay. That's it. That's one thing. That's different. So what? Well, it's a start. Who, who's your champion? It's a start. Who's your champion? It's a start. Um, you didn't answer the question. Who, who's your tag champs? The champion is exactly. Why I say I'm not necessarily feeling AEW being a part of this collab, which I've said from the beginning. So that's nothing new there. Can I finish or are we going to be here? Or are we going to get cut off by the uh, national broadcasting system? They're just going to shut us off. <laughs> um, um, the man upstairs going to cut, cut off the bad boys. That'd be the only way we stop is if God stops us. No, there you go, man. Pre- preach, preach, boy, preach. Um, so anyway... We'll see where all of that goes. I'm just saying, I just I just want to speak a little bit just on the whole um, Jay White thing. And again, um, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't, you know, I'm kind of late to the so-called uh, Bullet Club, you know, when it first started. You know, I, I jumped in. I probably touristed the end. So I don't know how, who ran it first. And I know they've had tons of leaders and, you know, tons of members and, and all of that over time. But we'll see where they're going to go with this this whole thing. And um, I'm more interested in seeing what Jay White's going to do um, in Impact. So we'll, 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 we'll leave it there. Mickey James came out to have a talk once again with Deanna Peraza because she wants her to be a part of NWA Empower, which I'm very excited now that I know a little bit more about. And you guys probably already know all this about. But for me, I'm learning a little bit more. It is the uh, the all-women's pay-per-view that is headed by Mickey James, which is awesome. Now, Simon Street, I know you do a whole show every blue moon, you know, about for the love of women's wrestling. This might be something you might want to look into. All right, August 28th um, is when this is going to take place. And, um, and she was able to convince Deanna to be a part of it. Uh, Deanna was first going, ah, I'm not going to be a part of this ridiculousness and you're trying to throw shade and I already know that I'm great. Uh, of course, Gail Kim had to come out and say, look, man, just be a part of this. You know, Mickey really wants you to be a part of it. You're really good. Deanna thought about it and said she would. So we'll see where that goes as she'll be part of the headline for the uh, NWA uh, Empower. And that's August 28th, first ever all women's pay-per-view, and it's going to be headed by Mickey James. Excited for that. Uh, last thing I'll mention on the show was the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. It was pretty much just a rematch from Slammiversary, Rosemary and Havoc versus Fire and Flavor. And, uh, of course, uh, well, I shouldn't say of course because um, Fire and Flavor had a match. Um, they had a match with uh, Jordan, what was it, Jordan Grace and, and Ellering and won the titles right back after they had lost it at their pay-per-view. So it could have happened again with Rosemary and Havoc, but it didn't. Rosemary and Havoc did keep their um, the Knockouts Tag Team titles. And what I found interesting is that um, Kara Hogan 
accidentally hit Tasha's skills with the uh, with the super kick. So I'm wondering what's going to come with that. Maybe nothing, but, you know, normally when you see something like that to cause you to lose, you know, they may be in the process of breaking them um, up. We'll see what happens. Bullet Club is going to give her a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, by the way, thanks for mentioning Bullet Club. You're so man, you're awesome, uh, Matt Michaels. Let me go back because I forgot to mention. When Jay White was in the ring and, and Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers all came out to the ring and they wanted to start attacking him, Guess who came out to help good old Jay White? Chris Bay. So apparently when we were talking about from the show, he walks along. He's not interested. Seems to be interested. So we'll see where that whole thing's go to. Shout out to being a part of that. That's pretty huge, right? That's Impact Wrestling, guys. We keep our eyes on it and see where it goes from there. But SmackDown, that's what people want to talk about because that's how you start the show. Once again with... John Cena. Woo! Matt Michaels, tell us about it. Hey, man. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you got the kickoff uh, and uh, Heyman basically telling Cena that uh, <laughs> yes. head of the table ain't going to take this. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, that. So after the Cena thing, uh, you get. Uh, Finn Balor and Sami Zayn, which was kind of a throwaway match um, for as good as they are. Yeah. Um, but you had to have some kind of legitimacy for Balor uh, because when Roman comes out and cuts one of the best promos that he's ever fucking cut mm-hmm. at the end yep. of the show, which was which was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, go back and, and watch that um, promo. It's, it's, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, then you're setting up. Uh, Baylor is the one who comes out and says that uh, he'll take the challenge, and um, it looks like they'll probably set up Baylor versus Reigns, and maybe have Reigns, uh, you know, get cost the match by Cena um, in some form, and then that might provoke Cena. Um, so we know what that's heading up. Uh, I don't know where they go with Balor right now, though which is going to be interesting. Uh, could we possibly see Balor versus uh, see? And, and that's, that's the thing. They, they had this scrum for, you know, who is the dominant person in the IC division, which uh, by the way, is Big E actually going to cash in his money in the bank against Apollo Cruz? <laughs> I vote not. That scared the shit out of me for a second. I was like, man, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Is the one thing I need to see is those two wrestle. I've never seen it, and I hope that I get a chance. So, you know, maybe uh, I think Cesaro, it looks maybe that they might lean towards uh, getting the belt off of Apollo. Uh, for God's sakes, please get it off of Apollo. Um, and uh, by maybe the way, I like that. Have I not? Is that something they did new, or I just haven't watched SmackDown in a minute when they did that graphics of the. Uh... That stick he has come down like that. You're talking, you know, about, uh, you're talking about a spear? A yeah, spear? I guess a spear, yeah. yeah. When they did the 3D graphics, when, I thought that was that's pretty dope. I like that. I think they did that last week, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Did they? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, since, they they brought back, since they brought back the crowds, they've uh, yeah. er, they've amped up the uh, the AR yeah. stuff. Got you. All now, right. I liked it. Now, real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. I don't know if they did it this week because I didn't pay attention, but at least for the pay-per-view, did y'all see Roman's AR? Oh yeah, that was the first time I saw it. How he did the whole scream and everything—that right, yeah. was amazing. They've been was, doing, 
yeah. Have they been doing it? A, a little bit. They they okay. picked it up in, in recent weeks. I think they've built that up. Um, so yeah, I think the first time, even uh, when they were in front of the first live crowd, they did that. Um, okay. But they're going to use more of that AR stuff just because of the fact that it just, you know, it, it fills up the space. It looks good, and um, you know, gives them a little little something extra. Um, I agree. So that's that's what we're looking at, and in, in kind of those main stories, uh, including the uh, dejected Baron Corbin, who uh, apparently couldn't <laughs> uh, <laughs> shirt. Uh, he only has one shirt uh, <laughs> now, and he can't wash it because uh, he's eating his cans of spaghetti. Uh, so that that hey, you that gotta is, give it uh, to him, man. He's <laughs> he's playing that role like to a T. You know, he's he's doing well with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he shouldn't be such an asshole, you know. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's one step away from, uh, you know, being out on the streets. So uh, we got it. We got to support him. Uh, please uh, remember <laughs> that his uh, his Corbin fund me uh, all the money was stolen uh, by his uh, by, person. The web designer. The, the web designer. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, uh, so it's uh, great. So that that's kind of uh, your your main stuff, including also, uh, boy, Seth Rollins and Edge. What a fucking yeah. beautiful, beautiful segment. Yeah. Um, and and boy, you want to talk about uh, something that could be really, really special at SummerSlam? That would be just a really nice match, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest problem for me is the uh, you, you put the street profits who apparently aren't dead anymore um, against uh, Gable and uh, you know Gable and Otis out there and and the, you know then Bianca and Carmella um, boy man Steve you guys are gonna like Carmella um, she's gonna be great <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, yeah, it def- it, that but- wasn't a smart segment for them to do that. I, 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 Those I was, concert uh, goers didn't care. They didn't. And oh, they, were just they only did that because it was at that concert in, in uh, Miami, I think, well, honestly. They yeah, needed somebody uh, to go. No, of course they did it because of that. But major issue is that you can watch the fans and see that there's no fucking reaction. But what did they do? Sweet and sound. Yep. Right, yeah. And it was bad. Yeah. No, there, there was no reaction at all. Now, there was a couple there was a couple of people doing this but yeah. that was it i mean and and that sound that they pumped in to the and it's not like they were pumping that into the arena over there in miami they're pumping this into your television set essentially right so it really just kind of sucked um and you could tell and, too and, because it didn't sound right it, it didn't have that no. um that that live like a concert type of sound no no and they're actually, if you if you watch closely to the live shows now, um, you have a live audience even in the arena who are reacting, but they are really trying to heavy the to the point where um, they're distorting the sound to sound like the pops are that big. If you listen to your TV when it gets thunderous. It's a really bad mesh, and well, it, that is, it's not it's not live. It's it not was the pretty interesting because if you go back to to listen when John Cena came out, 
I mean, the crowd was hype. But there's a part that right when he's in the ring, they got really hyped. And then before you know it, it just kind of stopped. Like, it went to the normal. And you could tell, yeah. it was like, why did that ha- Like, why would they? Normally, you, you know, like a true volume, you hear it go high and you hear it get lower, lower, lower. Yeah. But it didn't happen in that case. It just dropped. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I did notice that. Was, yeah. That's why. Yeah. They're, they're using sweetener. They want it to feel like you should want to buy a ticket when they come into your town and that's what they're doing. They're compensating. So um, that's something that really, they, they really have to figure out because that really just, it makes it look, um, it not only makes it look bad, but also just from a perspective of when you're watching on your TV and your TV is not taking that sound well, and so then, you know, you're fussing with the show, lowering it, you know, bring it back up and lowering it. It's just like, dude, I don't need any work. I, I'm seriously, I'm watching wrestling, man. You know, that I need, my brain is so turned off by that point, especially on a Friday night watching SmackDown, for God's sakes. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't want any of any other extra efforts, um, you know. So yeah, that, that was the thing, but you know, overall it, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's a show that's moving in the, the setup direction for uh, SummerSlam. Um, I think that we're about to see some of these final matches, um, between people like Carmella and Bianca. Um, and, um, yeah. And, um, I got a feeling after SummerSlam, probably what around October, maybe we'll see another, uh, another round of layup. That's my guess. And by the way, I'm not saying that I want Carmella to get fired. I just, I, I don't want Carmella and Bianca to be an every week thing like yeah. Biggie and Apollo have been. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, there you go. Cool, man. Thanks for that. We're going to go just right over to New Japan. I didn't really um, uh, watch any Ring of Honor. I'm not even sure if they did anything. If you guys are more familiar with it, you can speak on it. But, I didn't catch it, and I'll make sure that next week I'll, I'll have a better update as to uh, of what's going on. But with that, let's jump over to New Japan, which apparently they just um, had an event. The um, Grand was the the Grand Slam. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, the Wrestle Grand Slam. You know at what? Tokyo I was, Dome. I was just reading that um, in the in the L.A. Times. They have a headline that says, with Olympic seats empty, the hottest ticket in Tokyo is not the summer games, but pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because because people can't even attend the, uh, the summer right. games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They eliminated that shit. Yeah. Well, tell us about it. How crazy. was the uh how was the Grand Slam uh Sin City? Dude, it was it was actually pretty solid. Um so as far as uh in the the main event, mm-hmm. um you had uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi mm-hmm. uh, going against uh, Shingo Takagi for the IWGP uh, World Championship. Yeah. And um, Tanahashi put over Takagi. Mm. He put Shingo over. So, mm-hmm. um, honestly, they are – they're doing – I don't want to say everything that they can, but they're um, – it was definitely one hell of a feather in Shingo's cap, if you will, to have uh, Tanahashi put him over. Um, one of the most legendary figures in New Japan's history, um, 
they uh, they wrestled in like a, a it was almost a 40 minute match in the main event mm -hmm. and um shingo looked great tanahashi looked great mm -hmm. uh it's been a long time since tanahashi has wrestled for 40 minutes so okay. um yeah he uh he's getting up there in age um he's uh he's definitely injured but um he did everything that he could man um outside of that uh there were three championships that changed hands mm, uh on okay. this wrestle grand slam show um in the semi-main event uh taichi and zach saber jr uh they defeated naito and sonata to recapture the iwgp heavyweight tag team championships okay um which incidentally they just lost them um taichi and saber just lost those titles to lij just a couple of weeks ago so they're playing hot potato with that uh, tag team championship. <laughs> not quite a fan of that. Right. And that's not something that New Japan normally does. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, there might be something a little bit more um, a little bit more under the surface. But, uh, yeah, two weeks and zero successful defenses for uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, elsewhere, um, Robbie Eagles defeated El Desperado to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Um, and uh, Eagles actually became the first Australian to capture IWGP oh, gold. Wow. So Historic. pretty cool there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely history. Um, and Desperado held the championship for 147 days. Um, pretty solid there. Um, and then I guess you can call this a championship. Um, <laughs> On the pre-show, uh, Chase Owens won the Provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 Championship <laughs> in a 22-man New Japan Rambo. Oh. Basically, think Royal Rumble. Sure. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. 35-minute uh, yeah. match. Um, Owens last defeated, um, former provisional champion Toriyano by a pinfall with a package pile driver. Pretty interesting that they gave that a guy with the name of Owens is using a package pile driver. That's another story <laughs> for another day. Right. Um, yeah, but, uh, it, it's interesting because obviously, uh, Yano has been synonymous with the KOPW championship and it's basically been looked at as a joke championship. Um, Yano, he's he, he's not going to go in there and put it on a five-star classic. Right. He is a comedy wrestler. So it's been this kind of running gag um, for him to hold a championship that is known as the king of pro wrestling. Okay. Um, he held it all of 2020, and uh, he held it um, all of 2021 so far. So, Yeah. Hopefully they're uh, they're abandoning that and actually they're gonna break away from it being a comedic title and hopefully we'll get some legit championships and uh, legit championship runs championship matches out of that. Gotcha. But yeah, elsewhere, I mean, um, now the the stage is set and uh, hopefully Kota Ibushi um, can uh, get to feeling better because this card definitely did miss him. Uh, props to Tanahashi for stepping in and taking his place. But, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, the New Japan fan base would love to have Ibushi back there in the main event scene. Um, I can uh, agree with that for sure. All right, cool. We did it, y'all. Wrestling talk. We got it all out. <laughs> Since when have you become an Ibushi fan? Do you just totally go on New Japan now? What? Take your Bullet Club, take your 
Bushi, take your uh, Jay White, and uh, you know, you know. I don't I, worry, Imp- Impact. I got your back. I've been down you. with Bullet Club since day one. Brother. That's what I'm talking about. You know, there we go. Ah, there we go. That's right. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we throwing this back now to the NWO, the real, uh, the collect? <laughs> of course, everything? of course we are. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. Oh jeez. All right, y'all. Uh, that's all. Michael just loves to spoil everything. Yeah, he's a party pooper. You know, it's okay. Uh, we want to ask everybody to uh, to definitely keep listening. We we always enjoy when you do listen. We do have some exciting news. Coming soon, you know, SummerSlam is headed here to Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be an exciting time during that weekend. A lot of things going to be happening. So please just uh, stay tuned because we got a lot of info coming soon, and you're going to want to know uh, all of that when it drops, okay? So <laughs> so with that, uh, we'll leave it there. If you're watching us, thank you for watching. We're going to hop right into our three count next. But if you're listening to us, make sure you download Tuesday's podcast of three count. I mean, these are really good topics. I think that's going to really have you wanting to have uh, your opinion heard and hear what these uh, great guys have to say about one of these topics. All right. So until then, we will see you when we see you. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.